Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 168 of the After Lodge podcast. I kind of lost count because we haven't recorded in a little bit. Uh, I'm joined by the the regular cast of characters to include uh, worshipful producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. And uh, Nick. What's going on, guys? Uh, Nick from the jurisdiction where the Grand Masters jewel of office is made of snakeskin and gator teeth. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> yeah, sorry we've been we've been out of touch for so long, brothers. Uh, things happen. Don't know how that goes. Uh, lots of things have happened, actually. Uh, not least among which is uh, Nick is sitting somewhere else from mm. where he normally is. As is Harlan. As yeah, is yeah, Harlan. Yeah. I think yours is funnier, but yeah, I moved recently and realized that uh, moving sucks, man. It does. It does. And, and it's, it's like going my first home. I wish I could tell you that I called some brothers, and they came and helped me move, and we had such bonding, but it sucks so bad. I didn't call anybody. Mm. <laughs> I hate moving. See, that's... Yeah, that's... Right? That's why you have to have somebody help you move. Not because you need actual help moving, but you need someone to share in your misery, like just to commiserate yes. that, that. That makes it so you can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And that is why I don't own a truck. Because I, I don't want to be that guy that everyone calls when they move. That's also why Harlan is still living in the same house he's been living in for like... It is. Years or it is. I, I bought my <laughs> I bought my first house when I was 19, and I am still living in that first house 
Oh, Mr. Uh, moving from my apartment to this house was such a traumatic experience that I'm probably going to die here. Nope. My fiance and I moved from a 400 square foot studio. Holy to crap. A, to a one bedroom with two dogs. You don't know right. suffering. Just kidding, honey. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I enjoyed every moment. We were right next to each other. Suffering. Uh, suffering. <laughs> I was going to say, four. A 400 square foot studio like in in Japan is is like a luxury. I mean it's it's a nice size one even here my uh like we're kind of renowned for having lots and lots of space on the cheap and even still my first apartment was only like 500 square feet. Um then is that a one bedroom? Yeah, it was a one bedroom. Hmm. It was it was quaint. Uh, although I lived alone there, I'm pretty mm. sure if my uh, wife and I had to live together in that apartment, we may have murdered each other. So, mm. um, so hey, there's been a there's been a lot of questions in the IRC and on Reddit. I don't know why they come after me, but uh, everybody's wondering where y'all been. So, uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, I well, we pointed out I'm sitting somewhere different. That somewhere different is my living room. Surrounded by princess castles and Doc McStuffins toys and uh, what have you. Because I have been evicted out of my home office. The new man in town has uh, pushed me aside. So he's spending all the time with my wife and now he's taking over my man cave. <laughs> Duff. Uh, so I am out here in the, in the living room. And in a couple weeks he'll be recording from his backyard. Yeah. Well, actually, we're we're building that playhouse for my daughter that turned into a small apartment in and of itself. Mm. And I may be out in the playhouse at some point. What? You're gonna need one to keep that pink castle, dude. That thing is humongous. Yeah. Yeah. That is brother squared got that for her for her birthday because he, <laughs> <hates> him. <laughs> uh, he always awesome. gets her things like basically whatever he thinks would be the most intrusive to my life. That's what he gets her. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Um. It was my other brother last year that got her like this huge gift bag full of Play-Doh. Nice. Uh, and she was two. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. For her next birthday, yeah. I'm going to buy her a 20-pound bag of glitter. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone did get her a card that was covered in glitter. Like you open the card and it's just... <laughs> was it the one that went viral on the internet a while ago? No. No, it was just a carb with a lot of glitter. Mm. That is but almost literally the worst thing about being a mailman, especially one with a moderate-sized beard, is glitter bombs, which, which are like <laughs> oh. letters, but, the, but the, the corners aren't sealed all the way, so you like squeeze the letter, and glitter just flies out in a, in like a <laughs> mushroom cloud, and then it gets stuck yeah. in my beard all day. And That way you got the special excuse for why your beard is full of glitter for your right, special Right, I get home friend. and... My girlfriend's like, you've been to the strip club? And I'm like, no, it's glitter in the letter. And you try to explain it. And of course, it, it doesn't work. It's, 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 it's best just left unexplained. Let her think what she will. Yeah. That's worked well for me. I'm pretty sure that's why there's arsenic shavings in my oatmeal. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So how's Lodge going where you guys are? Anything new there? Well, I mean, the uh, master's an asshole, but uh, otherwise going uh, we got a bunch of new petitions rolling in from the fair of all places 
Really? Yeah, we, met, we met a couple guys at the fair. Um, we're in the process of you know getting that rolling, so we should have a few degrees coming up uh now next our next meeting is a, a fair night again we got that other big fair coming up and i can't oh. wait for that to be over with and then the fairs will be done for the year worshipful i won't be at that meeting but uh please don't forget to ask somebody to move to uh suspend our our oh, dear yes. brother so we uh, had we do, do we want to tell that story on her yeah i mean it's generic enough right everybody in the lodge knows the story so sure because, uh, you know, I had to talk about it in Open Lodge and after Lodge and on Slack because we had a team effort to hunt this guy down. So in my role as secretary, one of my unpleasant duties is around this time of year every year, I have to read the role of brothers who are up for suspension for non-payment of dues. Mm. Um, now, at our Lodge, that's a even bigger deal because we don't suspend you the first year. So... If you didn't pay in 2016, you're just now getting suspended. So we right, carry Florida's you. the same way. Yeah, our jurisdiction isn't, but our lodge is. It's just something our lodge does. So <clears throat> I always look at when somebody's on the suspension list is how old are they, and have they been paying dues or been suspended or whatever in the past. So every now and again, you'll come across a brother who's been paying dues every year on time for over 30 years. He'll be like 70, 80 years old, and then just one year, he just stopped paying. Hmm. And that gives me pause, and instead of suspending that brother right away, you kind of want to go figure out what's going on. Most of the time, that's because he died and nobody knew it, because uh, around here, some guys retire out into like the sticks <coughs> and lose contact with everyone, Yeah. Um, or that he's in a home. Or that, you know, he, he's got the Alzheimer's and forgot that he's a Mason or needs to pay dues. That, that's happened before. Um, there's always some reason in those cases. Like, nobody pays dues for more than 30 years straight and then just stops. Yeah. Um, so, we had another one of those cases. And I go through lengths. Um, the, the contact data I have on some of our older members who haven't given me newer contact info since I've become secretary is very limited. Uh, in that when I started my job, I had their address and their name and, you know, some vital stats and that's it. So mm -hmm. if somebody's mail starts getting returned, I, I usually don't. Ha Most of them have phone numbers and stuff for now because I've managed to collect it from them. But if they've never given it to me, such as this guy, because he hadn't paid, this will be his fourth or fifth year. Um, so I had no way to get in touch with him other than by mail. I'm asking around the lodge. Nobody knows the guy because he hasn't been to lodge in, you know, 10 years or more. So I eventually quit asking about money and I started sending letters like, hey, give us a call. We're concerned about you. And then I eventually sent a certified letter, which got accepted. It was signed for and it was asking, you know, whoever gets this, can you please tell us what's going on with our brother? You know, we're worried about him. <coughs> So no response. So this year I brought up the, hey, do we want to suspend him and risk that tomorrow we're going to get a call from his family that he died? Uh, or do we want to carry him for another year and, and maybe somebody can have better luck finding him? Yeah, don't forget so to mention the part that we've already been carrying him a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, we've been carrying <laughs> this guy for four or five years. So uh, Bruce gets into some special access he has to things. And finds out that the address I have is, in fact, still registered to this brother. So it's not like he died and it had been transferred or moved to the nursing home or whatever. 
supposedly he still lives there. So I didn't even bother trying to visit because I just assume in those cases, you know, they're not there, they're going to be ill or whatever. So we decide, well, we should probably send the chaplain because, you know, that would be the brotherly thing to do if he's sick or something. So Josh could talk to the family and let him know we're here and so on. So Jim pays him a visit. Uh, turns out he's fine. My letters and he's just not going to pay his dues. Do you say why? Nope. Just not going to pay him. Just not Thanks for stopping by though. Anymore. Yep. Yeah. So I read it about like the same story. Yeah, never never mind the, you know, the pleading letters of please just like give me a call or something and let me know if he's okay or what's going on. Yeah, it, you know, it, for it the past couple of years they've said seconds. nothing about money. Like I I quit asking for money like 2 years ago. I just started mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, tell me what's going on with this guy. We haven't heard from him, nobody's seen him. Nobody's still alive that like sat in lodge with him. I mean, I'm sure somebody is, but they don't remember him." So, uh the problem is that we had already made the formal things in Lodge to carry the individual. So uh, at our mini meeting during uh, Independence Day weekend, uh, that needs to be undone because I kind of feel like a dope, except for the fact that the other like 12 times this has happened, it's actually been because the guy's sick or in a nursing home or what have you. So Yeah. I mean, we were doing... There's always one what we were supposed to do but oh that's ugly tony's here. hi tony hey what's up we were uh, tony, just we are in the middle of the uh, ongoing saga about the brother who did not pay his dues and then you know we were worried about him and went through great lengths to find him only to find out that he is there and he just isn't interested in paying his dues anymore okay you're gonna have to be more specific than that how much more we can get? Oh, you weren't there at the last meeting. No. I, I, okay, so, so this yeah. guy uh, is, is up That's for suspension for non-payment of dues. You have to do the catch-up on... Oh, he's not in the channel on Slack because he's, no, he's not I, in the... I put that through the... You haven't heard the story at all. I know the whole story. I'm still in the channel on Slack because you forgot to delete me from that channel. I'm still. Oh, as so officer. why are you playing dumb? I'm still on the officer channel. Well, you're a trustee, so I guess that counts. Okay. And so no, I'm I'm up, I'm up, but I'm saying what I'm what I meant by that was that could be a number of brothers. We have a specific brother that that's going through right now, but that that he's not been the only brother that's done that, you know. Well, but. He's the first one that I've taken up as a special case. The other, you know, 10 or 12 times I found out that the guy is either dead or in a nursing home or has Alzheimer's so bad he can't remember he's a Mason. Right. Well, the thing um, was... That's been a story every other time until this one. And we were also concerned about him, and so we're going to vote to give him uh, to pay his dues and come to find out, nah, he just didn't care. Yeah. No, he's still there. He's been getting all our letters. Just didn't, wasn't interested in paying so, him. Uh, that's, yeah. that's been my, uh, I, I, when Josh called me, I, I really didn't know what to say. He thought that I had hung up on him cause I was just kind of sitting there stunned because I know what's in those letters I'd been sending and they were very <laughs> like heartfelt pleading to the family. Your lodge cares about you. How our brother's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so he got the letters, didn't bother calling saying, Hey, I'm fine. Leave me alone. And why didn't you guys call him? Well, we don't. I didn't have his number, mm. so when I took over as secretary, our our database was just addresses and names. 
um, and birthdays and stuff that we get off petitions. But yeah, I, I didn't have phone numbers or anything on anybody. I've been collecting that uh, over this, the past this guy four or five years. Been to lodge since Harlan's been there essentially. Yep. So there's there's no way for us. I to collect it from numbers. dues notices. Like when people mail in their dues, I've got a little form that you know has their info that I need and ask them to fill it out if I don't have something. Yeah. Uh, but since this guy hadn't paid his dues or replied or contacted anybody, I never did get anything more than an address. Hey, happy birthday, Nick. Is it your birthday? In March. Oh, because it was Tony's birthday that I didn't realize <laughs> Sunday. Uh, we were well, sitting together sure. on your birthday, buddy. Thanks for telling me. I share a birthday with somebody. I thought it was you. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you were a Gemini. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, you'd be like, hey, Harlan, is it your birthday? Because it's my birthday. Right. <laughs> right. No, like, no, 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 no. It's my, my birthday, birthday and was... somebody else's. I thought it was you. Guess it's not I, you. I guess it's just my birthday. Sorry about that. Somebody posted on Facebook. I thought they said to Nick that, hey, I didn't know your birthday was the same as Tony. That exposed my name. Uh, it, it explains so much, and I thought they were talking about you. What's your last? What's your name? His name's Nick. Nick. I thought it was you, Nick. So I just I had my people messed up. You might be thinking that of so uh, rarely happens with me. Coke guy or somebody? It might be Coke guy. Are you thinking of Coke guy? No, no, that's not Nick. That's another name. How many Nicks are there? Nick or Buddy Nick, is that you? No, that's not him. What? No, Hello? not me. Okay, it's Nick or Buddy Nick then. Okay. <laughs> Stop hey. saying that, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for, your, for our newer listeners, you might want to explain that, Harlan or Bruce or somebody. There's a candy bar made for Nick Johnson, the Millennial Freemason. It has his face on it, and it's called the Nick Your Buddy Bar. Yeah. The Nick Your Buddy Bar. <laughs> yeah, so it may it's, not a, it's a silent Y, actually. It's just Nick or Buddy Bar. People think we're making this up. I think I still have one. Hold on a second. I'm gonna... I know where the one that lodges. You know this is an audio-only podcast, right? Unless you're in the IRC, no one could see this. It was actually a very tasty candy bar. You ate it? Well, Nicker, yeah, Ooh. I took like five of them because I was going to hand them out at lodges that I visited. And there were I only visited any lodges, so I seven in existence, and Tony ate yes. one. These so, were created very special for us. Uh, for the benefit of those of you who tuned into the live stream, this is the Nick Your bot Buddy Bar. No why? See, that's it is K N I C K E R B U D D Y. Nicker Yes. And you're trying to be politically correct saying Nick your buddy bar. No, it's Nicker Buddy. Um it also has a free dues card inside. Check inside for your free dues card. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get that. Um Robert, you you said Robert Johnson actually posted something on Reddit uh this week, and I thought you were actually telling the same story, and then I was thinking maybe you were doing it from like an alternate account that you didn't tell us about. Anyway. But he was saying that um, he sends out dues cards. He never got. He never heard from anybody. And then somebody goes. Oh, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, no, I'm not an active Mason. In fact, this is the first time in 30 years since I've been made a Master Mason that I've ever been contacted. Um, I took the degrees at request and pressure of my father. He died 20 years ago. I have no intention of paying the dues. your list. But it was the same thing. I, I think a lot of us, a lot of lodges don't call the members. I mean, just well, call some of these old guys and just say, hey, all right, call you in two weeks. Hey. So we did uh, the year that Tony was a master, we started that effort. But again, the database didn't have phone numbers. So there was a list of names and we had people contact people who they knew. So like the old past masters who still knew these people. Mm. Uh, but this guy was one of the guys that just had no contact info for. Yeah. Um, I wonder you... why he paid his dues up through like 2013 or 12 or whenever and then just stopped. Well, but I, I don't know. I had a political answer that was going to trigger a few people. I don't know. What do you keep <laughs> all your uh, all your member information in like Excel or... So uh, I keep it in a box, a, a database. No, there's no box. I'm Rolodex. Box. There is almost a box. Bruce was, I was confessing to the master at our last meeting that uh, I am about two papers away from a box. And if you've listened to the show for a while, uh, I talked about the box of shame. Uh, the box of shame is if you ever look at your secretary, Nick, and you see him carrying a box with a bunch of stuff in it. Uh-huh. That means that he is so far behind that he now needs to tote a box around. And so secretaries around here refer to it as the box of shame. Uh, and I was that close Saturday night to needing a box. Uh, I am slowly catching up because last year I had a box for like nine months. What do you guys do? You just uh, take notes and send us mail. How can it be that hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> if only you knew. There's a lot of stuff your secretary does that you don't even see. Well, to be honest, I mean, hey, that's a great segue into, uh, so the secretary of York right passed away a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And they were like, we need to find somebody to take over uh, the secretary position. And I was like, David Riley's a past secretary. <laughs> and he's like, what, what kind of friend think? are you? Yeah. <laughs> you volunteered him for that. Yeah, to take over a secretary position for all of York, right? Chapter council and commandery. And he just, I think he's still mad at me. But I would be so, so this one guy was the secretary for like 600 years. And then he finally passed it off into somebody else. He had some kids. He couldn't do it anymore. He passed it off. This guy ended up getting uh, sick and ended up passing away recently. So then they gave it back to the first guy. But he still has kids. So... He just like, here you go, and just like dumped a box. It was a box full of stuff on David Riley. And he goes, you know how to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the tip that I was throwing out is I, uh, I was using Microsoft Access. Now I've got a, uh, a, a open source SQL database that I've kind of built some stuff around. Oh, cool. Um, databases are your friend. Yeah. Learn them, live them, love them. Yeah. Uh, some guys do it on Excel or in OneNote I've seen. Uh, there's still secretaries around here that do it with like uh, with paper and pen and like special folders with 
like the two prong whole thing, like a legal size folder, and they. It, wow. I, I don't know how they how they ever manage. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, our Grand Lodge has a a database system for secretaries, uh, but it is not. So most secretaries use it here to make their reports to Grand Lodge and not to rely on for their own record keeping because mm. it has a interesting tendency to just lose stuff or misassociate things or um, one year we were like six members short. They just vanished from the rolls and I had to call the Grand Lodge and uh, the web guy said there was no issue and then... The next day, there were six more guys in in my my list. So, wow, yeah. I advise using your own. Although it's in the York, right? They're not going to have a database they provide for you. You have to do that yourself. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Tony, what what are you doing? So Tony was like walking a minute ago. I don't know what or where, but I just saw the sky stole moving, a car. and now he's in a vehicle of some... Did you steal that car? Are we watching? No, I mean, you guys started talking about all this boring, like, secretary and Grand Lodge and the database and so, like, all that important, type of stuff. Important Masonic things, yes. So anyway, I'm in Memphis right now, and I'm out of toothpaste, and I didn't have any toothpaste, so I went into the Family Dollar, I got me some toothpaste, and um... And I'm going to try this. I got me some teeth whitening mouthwash. Oh, great. Oh, are you in? So you're in Memphis. This was a dollar. Where family dollar store, that was a dollar. Where are you in Memphis? If you get a chance, if you need toothpaste, get a dollar store in Memphis, Tennessee on Sycamore Avenue. Great. So uh, when I was driving through there um, last week, I had never seen, like right before the Mississippi River, there's that giant pyramid with the best pro shop in it. Like this mm. almost life-size gigantic pyramid with a huge Bass Pro Shop logo on the side. Oh, the, oh, the Bass Pro Shop over there by West Memphis, that area. Yeah. How far are you from there? Yeah. Because I didn't get the chance to stop and go in because they were closed uh, when I was coming back because, you know, it was like one in the morning. But uh, I definitely want to check that out. I want to see if, like, does it actually go up in the pyramid or is it just like a bottom floor store and then there's this huge pyramid on top of it? I've never been in there. I've, I've drove past it, but I've never actually been in there. One of the things, I'm heading back to my hotel right now. Why didn't you just ask the lady at the hotel for some? Hotel I got propositioned at. Oh, yes, in Memphis. That makes sense. And hey, why didn't you? So I was gonna live stream it to see if I get another proposition. Yeah, don't in. don't do that. Don't, we don't want to be accomplices to that. Well, also, I don't want you to get shot by someone's pimp. <laughs> but they don't know that I'm live streaming. Hey, oh, okay. Tony, as long as you all just have your cheeseburgers down, handy, Tony. Huh? Have your cheeseburgers handy. Holy cow! You know what I just realized? You need a cheeseburger. Holy cow! Oh, Tony, you shouldn't be doing that. Throw it out the window. No, seriously. Do you know what I just realized? I I know what's in that thing you just opened. No, <laughs> that's why I looked. You lost your wallet. 
No, I took my 40 in with me last night into the hotel room. I was busy getting ready. I couldn't find my toothpaste this morning, and so I kind of got out of my routine. I left my 40 up in my hotel room unprotected all day. Well, uh, I guess you're going to have to get one of the other three guns you keep in that (laughs) truck. It's like there's a housekeeper that is the proud owner of a a new, uh, what was that even? Was that a Smith & Wesson? Uh, yeah, sort of. Or <laughs> it was a Smith and Redacted. <laughs> it was a. Uh, I'm I'm seriously a little bit worried. I'm gonna get up there to the room, and if the gun's not there, somebody took it. Um, yep, and then someone's I, gonna get murdered, and they're gonna match the ballistics, and the gun's registered to you, and then. Dude, I've seen CSI a few times. I know how this goes. Like Tony killed somebody about forty-five minutes ago, and he's doing this whole <laughs> yes. thing like to give himself an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just started this thing on his cell phone, like while he was mobile, because he wasn't even in the truck yet. The good news is you're in Memphis, so yeah, it'll it'll take him a while to catch you. But Tony, uh, why didn't you just ask the hotel for toothpaste? That would that would make far too much sense. And uh, I, I don't think he can hear you. I could have, but they give you those little bitty tubes that ain't worth a crap. Tony's How big is your giant mouth? Teeth. Tony's got giant everything. And uh, <laughs> one of our, one of our listeners wanted wanted me to remind you that uh, you might want to be careful with the teeth whitening because you are in Tennessee and teeth fall out in Tennessee. Oh, that's that's wrong. Hmm. Is it though? I don't have my key. It's all about Tony. This whole it's with your gun. This whole episode's about Tony. No. <laughs> this has been Tony Cast, brought to you what? by the After Lodge crew. <laughs> like, like we're trying to talk about important secretary shit, and he's telling a story about how he forgot his toothpaste, and he's yes, screaming. Well, well, the best part is we no, were all listening with rapt attention. Do something else. Yeah, okay. Else. Okay. Um, so we'll look conspicuous. Going to the front desk to get a key. 29. And uh, or further oops. his alibi by talking to someone else. I'm not 100% sure. I caught a lot of flack after the last show. From what? Um, From the gun thing? Yeah, so Nick wasn't here, and those of you who haven't listened to the last show yet, uh, basically our guest talked about how he thinks that people should be able to carry firearms in Lodge, and I said, no, they shouldn't. And then the internet seems to be siding with him. Thank you very much. Which, you know, the internet can be wrong sometimes, and it is in this case. Look, I'm, I'm completely on the fence about it because I absolutely believe that a Lodge should be a safe space for us i totally agree with that but if one of us crazy people go crazy one night i don't want only one person to have a gun in the lodge room right well like what i can see so at our lodge if secretary should have the gun (laughs) shut up (laughs) in our lodge it's the the tyler especially our current tyler is oh i just got off my car alarm okay uh, the current Tyler is quite heavily armed, and at our lodge, we, we don't really care about guns. So if you want to pack your, your big-ass six-shooter in the dining room during dinner, 
if you want to hang out before Lodge, if you want to go in the Lodge room when Lodge isn't open, nobody cares. But during Lodge, don't take a firearm into there after things have been ritually consecrated, if you will. And if the Tyler wants to stand outside the door with an AK-47 and a shoulder belt full of hand grenades, great. More power to him. Is the Tyler protecting it? Oh, you bet you he is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so if, if somebody's concerned about you know, the safety of members to the point where they, they feel that firearms are warranted, give arm the Tyler. Put a case next to the Tyler with a whole bunch of guns in it so he can hand them to guys should something go awry. I'm good so, with that. They just don't belong in the consecrated ritual space. I mean, I don't know how it is over there, but I do not want to trust the aim of our Tyler. I don't even think that dude could see. Well, I mean, if you're worried about it enough that you think you need guns in Lodge, maybe you need a Tyler who can also use them. Like, our Tyler is a concealed weapons instructor, or used to be. Um, he's worked in security quite a bit. He's generally, like everyone else around here, very well equipped in the martial sense. And uh, uh, I did a play on words. I didn't realize it. Yeah. Uh, see, because his name is Marshall. Yeah. yeah. But he's the Tyler. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if you're... Tyler wants to have, you know, a submachine gun tucked under the chair. I'm good with with all of those. If if you want multiple Tylers to be armed with, with assault weapons, whatever that term means, that's a whole other subject. And and post them at at all of the four doors to the lodge room to make sure nobody can get in. Okay. Give them to the principal officers. Boom. But then how are you going to tell? Everybody keeps them on their waist or on their foot. What are you going to pat down everybody? No, I tend to just not want to know because I have a feeling there's a couple guys in our own lodge who do this. And if I found out about it, well, I don't know what I'd do. So I try not to think about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not okay. Dude, in any of the Florida lodges that I've been to, that is not carrying. In lodge. In lodge. Huh. Yeah, but like you're a weird place. Like your aprons are made out of gator skin. And not true what it's not true it's yeah i'm picturing like that real like uh northwest florida cajun type atmosphere oh yeah hey, that's what it is you know what i'm talking about the swamp people oh, hey, I watch the History Channel. hey seriously speaking about different lodges i have a question tony have you secured your weapon first of all yeah, it, it was actually in my backpack. I had it all day. I just didn't realize it. So had I been mugged, See, this, I see this? This, is, this is what we're talking about, Nick. I don't understand you people. I, just, I forgot I put it in. Anyway, I got a serious question, Nick. Oh, okay. I bet it's about toothpaste. Go ahead. This is for Nick, Harlan, or Bruce. Last after lodge meeting. So it's we for everybody. There. Yeah, it's for everybody. <laughs> this is serious. At, at our last after lodge meeting, we have a brother that is from uh, the southern border, from South America, uh, Middle America, or whatever. Harlan made the comment that if he goes back down south, he should make a big deal about or, and go attend a couple of the lodges down there because down there, Masons are much more prominent or held in high esteem and, and all that. So 
how does that work? Say you go to a place like wherever you're from and it's easy to become a Mason and then you travel to a country where it's harder to become a Mason. Doesn't that kind of... You know so, I'm yeah, so there was a lot, there was a country that it was really easy. It was really inexpensive to travel from and travel to a certain state in the United States. And what happened was Masons were coming here to get their 32nd degree Scottish Rite during a one day class because mm -hmm. it would take them, I think, something like 10 years or something to get it for where they were. So they would fly there. here for one day class. It would be like literally a hundred of them. They would become a 32nd degrees, which is recognized, and then they would go back to their country. I just realized that has probably nothing to do with an answer for you, but it reminded me. No, no it, it I, does. I, I mean, that, No, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it happens. You could pack up your bags and move to Germany next week and not have to actually go through what a, a somebody who joined in Germany would have to go through and still carry all the prestige of a German Mason. Yeah, that's true. Um, just that. Uh, and always brags about, you know, how things are better in Germany and how he's this German Mason and so on. But he's he joined here and then was over there in the military. Mm. But what... So would an American Mason... Uh, as well in Germany when they had to do all that they know that maybe we didn't have to do all that I mean how uh, we... I think so I, I think it's the same approach that we take with uh, with the one day wonders which is a derogatory term that I would never actually use when speaking to one um, it's everybody knows that they did the one day class thing but you know they're, they're still your brother you don't hold it against them you yeah. just try to teach them the best you can and and you treat them like everyone else so I, I imagine it's the same way if you're an american mason who lives in europe i mean the european lodge knows that you didn't have to do everything here that you had to do there but they're not going to hold it against you yeah um they hold it against the system you came from but not against you i'm just curious hmm it's uh you know like if you went to if you went to the Catholic high school here, like the, the real big one that everyone competes to be part of, or you went to the Podunk high school that I went to out in the sticks, at the end of the day, the rest of the world, you know, everybody looks at, you're still a high school graduate. You just, everybody knows, you know, you didn't have to do the same things the other guy did, but that doesn't make you on any higher footing educationally. Is the, yeah, that's the closest uh, analogy I can draw. Like, that's uh, that that's, that's fair, but in this city specifically, going to that high school will get you a job, like, say, in your career yes. path um, above somebody else with equal or even well, higher credentials. That's true. Exactly. I, I was going to say that that's the same as if somebody graduated from online uh, taxidermy school versus somebody graduating from Yale. Yeah, you both got college degrees, but yeah. we hold one in high But And don't think as, as an American Mason, you're going to have much hope of finding your way into a provincial, provincial grand office over there. Like, yeah. You know, it, it seems this still the same analogy. Um, you're probably not going to progress as far 
in in Masonic hierarchy, if you will. Uh, but nobody's gonna hold it against you and think you're less of a brother. And I wouldn't go that far. Okay, so not nobody. Um, somebody might, but same thing with the one day class guys. There's always somebody who who's going to hold that against the brother instead of the system that let it happen. I agree. I mean, I've gotten so much. I've spoke about it before. It's quite open. I've gotten so much flack for being a Massachusetts Mason that's in Florida. Um, or just being a Massachusetts man who's in Florida, but carry on. <laughs> I am a Floridian, though. But um, <clears throat> So, yeah, it's definitely jurisdictional, and you always get the people like, oh, uh, I've been called a stepchild of Masonry. Because, Ouch. Yeah, that was in Florida? Thing. Yeah. So in Massachusetts, you don't – most lodges, some lodges, a few lodges, whatever. Um, you don't have to do the full catechism that – like Florida does, where you have to learn all 6,000 Q&As. Um, Massachusetts, you, it's up to, obviously, it's up to the master. You get to learn, you know, four paragraphs, two paragraphs, one paragraph, whatever it is. So when I came to Florida, I didn't know about the catechism. I didn't even know it existed. Um, and then, so once a lot of these old past everything guys found that out, they were like, from kind of that point on, they were like, well... And they were very, very serious. They said, you should go and do your catechism in front of the lodge. Otherwise, you're just a step child of Florida masonry. Hmm. And they were, com oh, they, they were completely serious. I heard about it. Oh, so it, it wasn't a joke or anything. No, it wasn't a joke. I, I mean, I've heard it for the last you know, year since I've been here. Um, but I think we spoke about it before. Florida has these... Uh, cards proficiency cards so if you do the q a you get a this color card if you know all of the prayers opening and closing you get a brown card gold card blue there are card, degrees purple. of proficiency yeah and it's you know uno you collect all these cards like it's whatever we so. we just have the one uh but you have to have that card to be a warden in your lodge so the next grandmaster is going to make that a rule, which is fine. But yeah, I mean, so, we did just drag Joey into the into the lodge room and on the carpet and make him do a proficiency in front of everyone at our last meeting. And by that, I mean Bruce went out to the dining room and dragged him in by his ankles. Oh, dude, you don't even know the half of it. He he requested me. I know. I heard the story. Uh, <laughs> All right. That, that's why I said what I did. Um, he did not want to do it, and Bruce made him do it. I didn't make him. Yeah, okay. But I worded it in such a way that he knew that he probably should. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, See, it's... Basically, he didn't want to turn in his proficiency in our lodge, which is his home lodge. He belongs to two other lodges. Um, <clears throat> he just he wanted to do it in another one. I mean, oh, that's weird. You know, it's, it's a lot of issues. He he was saying it was because he wanted to get it done as soon as possible, even though it would have only been you know like a two-week difference. <laughs> uh, but I think it was more of like a nervousness thing. Like he didn't want to do it in front of all of us. Yep. He wanted to do yeah. it in this other smaller lodge in front of a bunch of dudes who like didn't even care. And, you know, only like his little clique would, would have been the ones. And, and that's why Bruce is making good men better. 
<laughs> no, I, just, I explained it to Man him. Up. I was like, you know, this is your home lodge. This is where you were raised. Like, we, we yeah. did all this stuff for you. The least you can do is turn in your proficiency here. He's like he's like old enough to, to almost be your – well, maybe not quite, but almost old enough to be your dad. Nah, he, he you is. had to go all foghorn leghorn on him with this. I say, I say boy. Yeah. It was it was fun to watch. So well, can you just call him son. <laughs> like he got it. It was it was one of those things where like he he didn't know like and you know he's a, like he's a really good guy. He would have never meant. He he didn't see it as being disrespectful or anything. He he just he didn't know that that's how it was viewed at all. And once I explained that to him, he was like, oh okay, well that makes sense. I'll I'll do it here. And then he did. And he did a, he did an awesome job. I would have laid the guilt on him. I wouldn't have taken the foghorn leghorn approach. <laughs> See, and that's like, where so, I mean, that's cool if you don't want to, you know, like be part of your lodge. I, I guess. That's... See, but that's that's also where I'm conflicted because I've seen some guys really, they just did not know the catechism, but they still passed. I've never actually seen somebody fail. Like, I've never actually seen the lodge fail them. Yeah, it never really happens. When your lecturer says you're ready, everybody just takes his word for it. Yeah. Plus, that's the nice thing about our lodge. We only have, you know, maybe three or four guys who are actually lecturing, and all all of them, like the whole lodge knows that if they say the guy's ready, then the guy's ready. Right. Yeah. Um, so I have an interesting story about the Grandmaster of Italy, if you guys want to hear that one. Absolutely. Did you meet so, him? Because... I remember you telling the story about your last Italy thing. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in Italy, it was all good. Met him, went to the Grand Lodge, did all that jazz. And then somebody brought me a review of a book by Fabio Venzi, the Grand Master of Italy. And the review of the book was amazing. It's called The Neoplatonic Thought on Free... No, The, Neo, the Neoplatonic Influence on Freemasonry. And he and wrote this book? Yes, and it's really, really deep and really good. Like, if you like that kind of stuff, then it's a perfect book for you. But no one else would. Anyway, so I emailed him. I said, hey, do you remember me? I was there. I'm so-and-so. Um, listen, I, I, I want to buy your books. They don't ship to the United States. Can I get some copies? Like, I would do anything. Like, these books are amazing. And he's like, oh, the brother, da da You're like, it's so good to hear from you and all that stuff. <laughs> And he sent me via DHL 15, 15, yeah, 15 books. Now, this is heavy from Italy. That must have cost a pretty penny. He gifted it to me. He didn't want any money. Um, so I got these books, and I'm going through them, and I'm like, wow, these are amazing. Super sent him a thank you message. You're the best. I can't wait. I'm going to review them and get back to you, let you know my thoughts if you care. I don't know why. Um, so he's like, oh, all the good. So I'm sitting in Lodge reading it, and I look at the back cover where his photo is, and it's not him. It's, it's not the guy I met. So <laughs> I went to the... <laughs> he trolled you to make you think he wrote the book. <laughs> no, 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 no. He wrote the book. I went to the Grand Orient d'Italia, which is the recognized from the United States recognized Grand Lodge of Italy. This guy is the grandmaster of the quote 
regular Grand Lodge of Italy, unquote, which we don't recognize. So, yeah. But he didn't tell me. I mean, oops. Yeah, oops. Well, but that's the, why uh, you can't trust a clandy. But the United Grand Lodge of England recognizes him. Yeah, about that. So it's like recognizes a lot of things that we don't. But why didn't he? Why didn't he tell me? Like I have no idea who you are, brother. Because the thing that 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 Clandies want more than anything is acknowledgement, and and you acknowledged him as a brother, a most worshipful brother. Hey, hey, listen. Excuse, let's not go putting that on the internet, okay? <laughs> I was just getting ready to go down that line of questioning. So, um, about that, you probably should go find that guy with the uh, with the snakeskin jewel of office with the gator teeth on it, and uh, throw yourself upon his alligator skin boots. I I didn't know. I legitimately didn't know, and I have the emails to prove that I thought it was somebody. It was no That's idea. Funny. So I have these books, and it was expensive. That was not cheap. I think he paid something like 60 euros to have it sent over. <laughs> I bet he's not even a Mason. He's not even <laughs> Landy. Oh, He just Tom Cruised his way into your life. <laughs> now we can't get rid of him. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me like Nick got the better end of the deal. Uh, yeah, you did get the books. Was the book any good? Books are amazing. Like seriously, if you're into the the Neoplatonic influence on Freemasonry, <laughs> then you'll enjoy the Neoplatonic <laughs> influence on Freemasonry. Then you'll really enjoy it. Well, <laughs> but, sounds uh, sounds right up I mean, my alley. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we have a. Uh, we have a big thing coming up that uh, we we've been talking about. Um, we joked at the on the last show, uh, which was actually recorded at the end of May, uh, about how we were going to have bouncy houses at like this huge county thing with like thirty or forty thousand people, mm-hmm. and it was a joke. Except now it's not a joke. Um, now there's going to be one million bouncy houses. Tony, we're going to need you. I see you chuckling over there. We're going to need you to defend this because you're going to be able to make it sound uh, much more enjoyable than either of us are. I'm not saying it's not, but you okay. are far well me... more versed in the merits of There are no merits. We this the inflatable carnival. carnival. There are no other carnivals. We rented bouncy houses from a kid's birthday store. There's nothing else going on this weekend because we have rented half the bouncy houses in the United States. So if your kid was planning on having a birthday party, <laughs> you're SOL. Why do you need so many why do you need so many bounce houses? How many because bounce houses? We, we typically have this fair and there's like a big carnival, right? But there are no carnies this year, but all these people are coming expecting like their kids can do something while they drink beer and listen to bands and watch fireworks. Uh, so we basically bought the national supply of bouncy houses. That's not much of an exaggeration. This park <laughs> is about, what would you say, 40 acres or so? 
30 acres. Wow, and, that's really uh, large. Yeah, 29 acres. Right now, we have I have turned down more bouncy houses because there's no room to put any more bouncy houses. <laughs> um, got like $15,000 in bouncy house rentals or something crazy like that? Yeah. Dang. And, uh, yeah, we're spending yeah, that. And then we've got to hire people to work them because we've got so many bouncy houses, we don't have enough members of the lodge to even man them all. So it's, uh, it's crazy. Tony, you are really underplaying this by continuing to call them bouncy houses. Can you, can you do no, no, that's justice at least? They're, they're, they're large bouncy houses. We have large bouncy oh. houses. We have small bouncy houses. <laughs> we have, we have medium sized bouncy houses. <laughs> some of the bouncy houses look like a castle and some of the bouncy houses look like Disney. Why is he saying it like that? There's a bouncy house for whatever fetish you have. We, we, we've got a bouncy house. Okay. God. Oh. In all reality, they are, we're calling it the inflatable village. And uh, it, it's not just bouncy houses. There's a huge inflatable zip line that'll, that'll go out like 100 feet. You'll, you'll actually zip line. Uh, there's water slides, there's regular slides, there's obstacle courses, there's a rock climbing wall. Uh, it, it's huge. I mean, it's really, there, there's, but what happened is we decided to take sponsors to help pay for these bouncy houses, thinking that we'll be lucky if we can get half of them paid for. The next thing you know, the thing took off and every, every, every business owner in the county wants to sponsor a bouncy house we got another new one today uh, and so yeah we literally have bouncy houses as far as the eye can see so if you see us you in can, a couple you of weeks jump, in the after you can jump from one bouncy house to the next all the way down the whole length of the park you can never touch ground you can just bounce 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 yeah. bounce if, if we suddenly do a 180 and start begging for money and like half the show is commercials yeah. Uh, you'll know that this didn't go well. <laughs> Brought to you by so-and-so. All of the sponsors whose bouncy houses didn't pan out. And now they want their money back, so we have to give it to them in airtime. If we were to get a bad storm during this or a, a really big wind, we're going to lose half the city. <laughs> um, yeah. Bouncy houses will just be like rolling down the highway. Hey, did so you like, see if you broke any world records? We Can might it, have. Maybe. But, we'll have to look into that. I didn't even think of that. This may be the biggest collection of inflatable houses and all that in one location at one time. It's huge. It's a, it's a lot of Well, yeah. we uh, – like this, this other fair that we just did, um, the one that we, we broadcast from, like that's the thing that our lodge started doing, and it was a monumental effort, uh, but it was for our community, and it worked out really well. And it's about the right size for our lodge. It's mm -hmm. it's an event that takes a lot of effort from the lodge to put together, and, and it works. It's a nice. And it's kind of matched community. to us. Yeah, a nice local. Community this one event. is the one where we jump into the deep end of the pool with concrete shoes on, and we get so far in over our heads. I don't know how we're still doing it. Uh, you're talking our tiny lodge managing this this festival that. Large national company <coughs> kind of festivals would pay to do. Mm -hmm. Huh. 
I don't know how we, we got into it to begin with or how we've survived it we'll, in the years before now. We'll draw more people to this two-day event than our county fair did in 10 days. So <laughs> and it's, and it's over a two-day period. And we, we shut down major state streets. They actually shut down the streets because of the traffic and the flow. State highways, yeah. State highways, yep. yeah. Now that park, they they close it down. The oh. <laughs> the uh, the Department of Transportation has to like sign off on that. It, it's it's a yeah. big thing. And <laughs> we did such a good job running the city fair. We were asked to run this. Tell <laughs> me <laughs> what. That's my story. Oh, oh, oh. The other fair. <laughs> my bad. All right. Somebody make a note of the timestamp. I don't have timestamps, but um, yeah, nope. I, I wrote it down. Well, here's, here's the other issue with this event. And this is why the live stream's IRC only. <laughs> this, here's the other part. Since we don't have a carnival, we're, we've got the bouncy, the inflatable village, the bouncy houses. Uh, this I'm year, the sorry, go ahead. The carnival will normally make you sign a contract saying that they're the only ones that can do game booths. Uh, Harlan and Bruce don't know the full extent of this yet. So what we did is we opened up the game booths to local community organizations, and we have room feasibly if we if we fit them in there pretty tight for about ten to twelve game booths. Right now, we're looking at about 27 organizations and gay booths going into this event. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a little tight. And I just found out uh, I actually have to be in Cuba that weekend. So, <laughs> no, you're not allowed uh, to go to Cuba anymore. You, they, they, we, we banned Cuba travel. We didn't ban it. We just made it more restrictive. Yes, I'm going with Ricardo. You're still going to get locked up. When Harlan went on his honeymoon and came back, he tried to smuggle in some Cuba room. Cuba I rum. did. I did. <laughs> yeah, the customs you, guys wouldn't... took my rum. <laughs> yep. And, uh, so we've actually got everything lined out all the way out to First Street, out to the highway right now. Our, our sister lodge has decided to set up a food booth just outside of the fair. I talked to them today and they're also setting up a couple game booths. The Eastern stars, up the, nice. uh, the boy scouts are setting up and they want to bring their big tent, which is like 20 by 40. But so, so I doubt brothers that there will be a live stream from this event because we will <laughs> either be dead or worse. I can't believe you released that other episode. I, I I wasn't going to, and then I don't know. It just it. I mean, it worked. It was. Oh. It was the right time and the right people, and <laughs> it just worked. That was right before the deluge poured in, and we all got washed away. You have to throw this out there too, Harlan. Not only was the first fair on a lodge night. This fair is also on a lodge night. Yes. <laughs> and so we're going to lose half our workers to go open the lodge. And it's not going to be half. I wouldn't call them workers. But, yes, we're going to lose some people. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're so far in over our heads. I, I'm just trying not to think about it. <laughs> and, and we still don't have light towers is my understanding. Oh, good. 
That's fine. The bouncy houses are enough. If anybody falls in the dark, like they're not gonna be able to reach the ground. So. Well, I think Harlan was supposed to set up us set us up an account for that. I uh, don't think that was me. Yeah, uh, your brother sent you the link. You have a brother? I thought his brother was taking care of that. Yeah, I I am not aware of this, so uh, we'll talk about this after the show. Does anybody not follow Slack channel? Man, I've been, I was out of town. I was in Dallas the whole week. I was crazy I, busy. I scrolled through Slack. Somebody when I removed me from all the channels. The only channel uh, I'm in on our Slack is the Masters channel, and it has been really quiet there lately. <laughs> oh, Harlan. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, know you, I know you can't name any specifics, but you want to talk about your upcoming weekend? Oh, yes. Um, this weekend is the uh, state convention of the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania, um, at which I have been nominated by the most prominent caucus in the party um, to basically stage a hostile takeover with myself as the chairman. So uh, we're doing that, and uh, it's going to be fun because... Typically, when I play politics, uh, it's a lot of parliamentary tricks and, and underhandedness and sub subterfuge and whatnot. Softball. Yeah, and, and that stuff is fun. It's really fun to play the underdog and come out on top and like you can say, hey, look, how creative was that guy that he pulled that stunt off? Yeah, that's not what this is going to be. Uh, this is going to be good old-fashioned brute force, two-thirds majority, hijack the floor and just take over. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. I rarely get to do things that way. I normally have to do them the more subtle way. Uh, so hopefully, at least if our delegates show up, which is always interesting when you're dealing with libertarians, because we tend to have this, you know, I do what I want thing going on. Mm -hmm. So it's always iffy if they're actually going to show or not. But I mean, they paid money, so that's usually a good start. Uh, but yeah, I'll be doing that Saturday and uh, Bruce is, is trying to sabotage me rather actively hmm. because he doesn't want me doing that because I can't spend as much time doing his bidding. You have a box. Tend to yes. your box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a box yet. I'm fighting the box. Yeah, no, that'll be a whole other set of pressures, but I'm also reaching the end of my term in the Scottish Rite, so... My hope is that I'll just swap one obligation for the other and uh, manage. Uh, also, the power of good delegating is, is I'm hoping, will save me. But it probably won't. I'll probably be bald from pulling my hair out in the next couple of years. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably go become a Democrat or something and just completely lose my mind. This party sucks. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, I mean, there's only going to be like, what, three people at this? <laughs> there it sure. is. Uh, sure. I, I was wanting to say it, but I didn't want but I didn't. <laughs> Hostile the takeover is like you and two other old people. The Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania has tens of registered members. <laughs> tens. All of which are busy that weekend trying to... Tens. I don't even know. What is the Libertarian... I don't even know. Do you guys uh -oh. even do anything? Uh-oh. I think you can get a convert here, Harlan. 
We do hey, do I'm, things. Excuse uh, me. I'm a, I'm a burner we have a, because I, can, I, I care about people. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So typically what we do is uh, we, are, we are very active uh, and we have a handful of candidates in every state. And we spend tons of time and money and human capital on getting our candidates' names printed on the ballot. And then it's election time, and uh, yeah, that's that's how that works. Except now, in many states, including our own, thanks to the Gary Johnson campaign, and also in no small part to uh, Mr. Trump and Mrs. Clinton, uh, and how much they repulse the American public... Uh, the libertarians have ballot access in many states. And now, instead of spending all of our time and money <sighs> getting ballots printed, we're going to run campaigns and sow chaos, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I don't know if that happened in Florida or not, Nick. So. Here's, the, here's, hey. the what? here's the best part. I have signed up to be a voting member of the oh, Libertarian yes. Party. Tony joined the Libertarian Party. So he I am now a voting member of the Libertarian Party. Harlan's going up there to have this coup, and he thinks I'm going up there to vote with, with him. Tony's taking over. <laughs> I'm going to go up there and start my own caucus, and we're going to have hookers and blackjack, and we're going we're gonna to run against Harlan's caucus and just – that's libertarian. I'm, I'm going to dress as Tigger, and I'm going to have my little short crop top and the belly painted. And Tony, that's what libertarians do. It's a libertarian the convention. There's already going to be hookers and blackjack. Okay. And so people dressed up as Tigger. Yes, there will there will be all of these things already. You're you're kind of late to the game. So I was looking it up on Wikipedia, and the libertarians don't hold any well any real seats. I should say. No, they haven't no. since like uh, you know who else do. didn't hold any real seats until they did? George Washington, the Republican Party. The Republican the Party hasn't always been around. They were the third party that everyone made fun of until the Lincoln era. So, just throwing that out there. And just a few short hundred and fifty years later, they they have majority. Yeah, but it, it all happened in a short span. Somewhere. <laughs> it was like 20 years when they went from being a joke to being the majority party across the country. If you want to read so, up on Libertarians, it's been done before. Libertarians' main platform is legalize marijuana, uh, legalize all drugs, and, and let's get rid of taxes. We can't get rid of taxes. So, historically, Libertarian dues were $15 through the 1980s. 1991, they were $25. And in 2006, you guys started crying and set it to zero. Yeah, that was when the uh, pre-Bernie libbers showed up. Yeah. How come, how come I just paid $30? You because paid he's talking about the National Party uh -oh. and you joined the State Party. Okay. If you want to join the National Party, it's also $25. You guys charge for that? Isn't that against the Libertarian beliefs yeah. of whatever you guys believe no 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 that's quite the opposite in fact <laughs> um yeah free association and charging whatever you want to charge for whoever wants to freely associate with you is that's that's kind of the deal uh and for that reason we also don't like solicitation laws not just drug laws so 
throwing that out there, Bruce, if that helps persuade you, buddy. Libertarians are the true uh, I, I free think. market party. Wait, but Harlan, don't you believe that gold and silver have no more intrinsic value than government-issued currency? I do believe that, yes. That is, in fact, true. Nothing has any more value than society gives it. I, okay. Yeah. Where did okay, that even come up? He's, I he's, he's like scrolling the, the Wikipedia libertarian page, trying to oh, find God. buttons to push. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Reddit. It's far been unsuccessful. Nick, I, I, I think you underestimate Harlan's uh, conviction here. I, I should warn you that, that as far as libertarians. So when I'm hanging around the guys at Lodge, they think I, I get portrayed as this like Ayn Randian evil overlord, libertarian, anarchist, whatever. And then when I'm amongst libertarians, <laughs> like politically, they think I'm some kind of Bernie Sanders wannabe. Um, so as far as libertarians go, I'm like on the, the left end of the libertarian spectrum. <clears throat> hey, that reminds me. You know what I'm addicted to watching now? Uh, Prime Minister Questions. At the House I'm, of – it's British. It's the House of Commons. And is this like a BBC thing? Yeah, yeah, it's totally a BBC thing because I'm a burdocrat and that's what we do. Um, and it's how they argue in the House of Commons over in England. And it's so cool. If we argued like that in Lodge, man, we could sell tickets to Lodge. Good. Well, how do you like give us an example? What, what, what do you mean? So you're not allowed. So if like you and I were arguing against something and okay. Harlan was the prime minister? No, not the prime minister. If Harlan was the queen of England. No, the ch the guy, house chair guy, the guy in charge of the house. Buckethead. Speaker uh, of the house? What? <laughs> speaker of the house. Speaker of the house? Yeah, speaker of the house. So Harlan and I can't talk to each other. We have to talk through the speaker. So we could be like... <laughs> that, that actually sounds like kind of how we have it set up in Lodge right now, where like nobody's allowed yeah. to talk unless they stand up and address the master. Yeah, so if somebody on like one side of lodge wants to talk to somebody else, they like stand up and say it through the master. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, uh, "Speaker, I would like to remind our brother Harlan that it was the libertarians that did the blah blah blah." And then Harlan would be like, "Speaker, whatever. I would like to remind brother Nicholas about blah 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 blah." And it, yes, that's how we do it really in our cool. lodge. Actually, that's a new yeah. thing that Bruce makes us do now that he's in charge. And I'm the only uh, one that abides by. It's an ego thing. That's well. I mean, that's that's not necessarily true, Tony. I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes I will ignore people if they don't follow that. Yes, yes, yes. you do. You do have rules with an iron fist, Nick. Like you think we're joking, and then you get in lodge, and then you have to stand it's, up and it's address. Not that bad. Bruce. Yeah. A brother asked me a question during anyway. lodge. I had to stand up, address the master, and ask permission to answer the brother's question. You don't have to. Oh. Ask, you, mm, mm. <laughs> Worship Master, may I have permission to answer the brother's question? So, okay, so we were actually talking about this in the IRC the other day. In Florida, you stand up, Worship Master calls on you, and you say, Worship Master, to you, through you, to the brethren, brother Harlan. But it all comes out really quickly because so, everyone's like usually arguing about something that says, Worship Master, to you, through you, to the brethren, blah, 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 this and that. And then, like, whatever. But some of the guys in the IRC were telling me that where they are, they stand and say, Worship Master, I would like to 
uh, address Brother Harlan regarding this issue, and then the worship master says, "You have been granted permission." <laughs> see, Tony. See, I could be much worse about it. No, well, except we we've got the full on Parliament thing going in our lodge, including the jeering and booing on the sidelines, like <laughs> while that's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just yes. don't hear it if they don't stand and you know do their thing first. Our jeers are not acknowledged unless we stand and jeer at the master. Oh, which I do often, and I'm still not acknowledged. So here, let me go the other way with something. The a lodge I was visiting sometime this month was arguing about doing an event at another lodge on a certain date. And the lodge was like, no, we should do it here. No, we should do it there. Going back and forth. This one brother said, we should do this on this date because this lodge is doing something, and we should do it there then. And the worship master got so mad from everybody arguing that he slams his gavel and he says, done. That's what we're doing. No further discussions. So you have to sit down. Everybody sits down and cools off and it's over, right? But that, <laughs> I'm going through, I'm checking, some, I'm checking the date that the brother had mentioned, the last brother. And he was wrong. It's the wrong date. So the whole lodge decided to do something on a certain date that's not based really on happening. what he said. Based on what he had, and it went into the minutes and everything. But it's. So, I mean, like, don't you have to stand up then and be like, that date was wrong. I know you said no. this, but that he was gaveled, no. He gaveled down. No discussion is closed on the matter. With great yeah. power comes great responsibility. Remember that gavel that is down. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna make him look dumb. I know that's the beautiful part. <laughs> that's the and beautiful part. You gavel you down. Mm -hmm. See, you see how it is, Tony. You see what I have to deal with. Does it have subterfuge to be a, at every turn? Does it have to be a wooden gavel? What else would it be? Huh? Stone. Does, does the master's Stone? gavel have to be wood? What else would it be? Stone Tony? ones before. Okay, I was just, I was, I was making sure Tony wasn't going to say like metal or something. No. No, what I'm thinking about is at one meeting before the year is out, I am going to replace the master's gavel before lodge with one of them plastic squeaky hammers. You know, squeaky hammers. <laughs> squeaky. <laughs> squeaky. <laughs> squeaky. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Still how this whole lodge stands up. This ends with you being the personal gaveler and you're stuck sitting next to the master and gaveling at his direction. That's a thing? I can do that? You're the master. Yes. Haven't you figured this out yet? No. I told you at the beginning of the year you're supposed to tell me all the things I can do. No, I, I've been slowly letting them out to you as the year goes on. So that, and that's what it is, Nick. Like Every time the situation comes up, Harlan will tell me like a week later, oh, by the way, you totally could have done this a week ago. And I was like, I didn't know I had that kind of power. And he's like, yeah, you totally did. Oh, man. Well, we don't like to let our, our new masters know until their term's about over. So then they can't uh, punish us with our own tools. Mm. One day he's going to find the bylaws and then we're all going to be in trouble. <laughs> Tony's laughing because he knows that's never going to happen. I found them. I found them like the last two months I was in office. Uh, they were stashed in Jason's desk that he never cleaned out. I found a copy. And, and then you buried them in your backyard, and now no one will ever find them again. Yeah, I had them at the next meeting, and so I'm flipping open the bylaws, and uh, the look of horror going across Tony's face, 
Jason's face, Marshall's face. <laughs> Those were a well-guarded secret because anytime, anytime anything got done we didn't want to do, we would say that's not in the bylaws. And it worked for like 10 years until Harlan found the bylaws. <laughs> you see, Nick, when the master depends on the wisdom of the past masters and every mm -hmm. single one of them's freaking lying to him, what's he supposed to do? Do you know how much time that Shut saved over the years? That saved a huge amount of time <laughs> over the years. These are the secrets of the master's chair that you have not yet been invested with. Can't you, uh, isn't the secretary appointed? No. No, no. no what? No, in our jurisdiction, the secretary has to be elected. The secretary and has to be elected? Yes, and the secretary and the master are the two officers who cannot be removed from their office once put there. So the Grand Master can remove us, but nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's different, but yeah, sure. Yeah. It makes sense when you think about it. The uh, the master obviously makes sense, right? You don't want the craft to be able to remove him after he's been elected because, of course, he's going to piss people off. That's that's part of being a master. And then the secretary, being the guy that has to collect the money, is also a target for wrath. So <laughs> the deal in our jurisdiction is when you elect them, you better make damn sure you know what you're doing because mm -hmm. you're stuck with them till the next year. For the next forty years, no, just the next year. I'm, I'm. That's what I tell myself every year is just one more year. And how long have you been master? I just have to do this for one more year. Nick, what? In your lodge, okay. Well, your your secretary is not is appointed, right? Yeah. Okay. It won't, then it's not a good question for you. Every year we have these elections. Okay. No, it was a serious question. Every year we have these elections. And every single year, everybody acts like they don't want the job. They'll run for it. Yeah, I'll take the nomination unless nobody else wants it. And everybody pretends all the way through. Mm -hmm. and, and, and half of them would be brokenhearted if they actually mm -hmm. didn't get the job back and, and nominated. No, no, that's that's See? not a thing. There you yeah, go. right. See? Yeah, right. Thing. But you, you know what? We go a step further. So... Harlan says, fine, I'll be secretary. If nobody wants it, he puts his name in to be elected. And this happens with all the chairs. So in Florida, you have to sign a piece of paper saying that you'll be, you, uh, you promise to take the chair if you're elected. So not, so like I couldn't say, oh, let's vote on Tony unless Tony signs this and says, I'll, I promise to take the position. So what happens is that the, right before the master says on um, nomination night or whatever, right before we go, he goes, any last nominations before the gavel goes down? And all these guys run up with all their different, here, I'll, I want to be master next year. And we're like, do you even go to this lodge? He's like, here's my, he's like, and so you have all these people like running at the last second, but they're all coy and like, nah, I mean, if you want it, you could take it. I don't really care. But then at the last time, it's like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Everybody will do it. Nope. Not even once. <laughs> if you want to test this theory, Tony, have someone nominate you for the secretary's office. Don't do it. You'll never be able to leave. No. There's some things we don't play with. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it, it it it's not it's not entirely like that. Like I'm not I'm not 
in a rush to abdicate my post until there's somebody else I would trust to do it who would do it, in which case then I'm out. So, <laughs> peace. Yeah, it, it, it's a I, I would actively run for the office where whoever else was seeking it, not up to the task, if that makes sense. Um, which I think is what Jason did for so many years. Uh, so what I need to do is I need to find a bright young entered apprentice that comes through and then tell him the night he's initiated that you're going to be the secretary of this lodge. I think and that was... I think I'm, I'm screwing with him until the night he comes out of the master's chair. <laughs> grooming an apprentice. Then it turns out. What do you uh, know? But there's other things for me to do at lodge, too, that I could be doing if I wasn't doing this. I could be like the I could be the Leo. We could have a lodge education officer. You guys could learn about about agency law and George Washington. No, not George Washington. Shut up. And how no George Washington George was fluent in agency law. Uh, it, okay, it nobody gives a damn about that. Um. Yeah. What are you taking pictures of? But today? as it is now, I'm. I'm like four pages away from a box, so I kind of need to focus on the job I have. Mm. I think Tony's taking pictures of his penis or something. All I did was he probably uh, all I saw him was look down, him. smile, and go like <laughs> click. We're gonna see it on the news. Tony's gonna be arrested in Memphis for sexting some teenage girl. Except it's not as funny when your name's not actually Wiener. Mm. That's so great. That was a glitch in the Matrix. That's what that was. Mm. Oh, by the way, we're at an hour 18. Are we? Mm. Okay, well, I will leave you with my parting thought of if your name is actually Wiener, you just can't do that kind of stuff. You just can't. What if you tell that's everybody all. it's pronounced Weiner? No, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Point. No, no, no if it's pronounced that, Weiner? No, if your name... No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's pronounced Weiner, but I'm saying he told everybody it's pronounced Weiner. Right. Okay, yeah. Or if your name is Dick. Or any other euphemism for a phallus. There are a lot, though. Yes. All right. That is my wisdom for the week. Thank you for that uh, moment of brilliance there. Uh, you're welcome, Worshipful. The more you know. I'm imagining the, the, the star thing flying like, across yeah, the range. Yeah. All right, fellas, y'all got anything uh, else to bring before this podcast before I proceed to tell Harlan to close? <laughs> I have all kinds of things, but no one cares about them, so carry on. I have on. all kinds of things, but maybe we should record one later on this week, and then we could pretend to post that next week. We actually post it next week. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I pretend to post stuff all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was receiving hate. I'm, I'm like Harlan. Is that show we recorded two weeks ago up? He's like, yeah. No, I totally. Po oh wait, no, I didn't. I was receiving hate mail every. You know, every single. I got to give him a shout out. Where is he? Is he even in the Freemasonry IRC? Every single Tuesday or something. Uh. Bobat, B-O-B-A-T, logs on right before 8 o'clock, and he says, 
same thing every week is after lodge recording tonight and then scoss or you edwards or somebody um mentions me so then i get a notification on my phone and then i'm like hey man sorry harlan is afk again every week see what you don't know nick is that's actually harlan sending that message <laughs> he just wants to feel special <laughs> he, he just wants to cause you grief for no reason it's kind of it's kind of his thing oh man i take no greater pleasure than in the suffering of others hey one last thing do you guys have the flag in your bedroom? The American flag? Oh, boy. Well, how, how are you going to bring that up? How again? else are you going to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag without the flag, Nick? So I posted that in the Winding Stairs Facebook group because I was, I was genuinely curious if every other lodge does the Pledge of Allegiance to a flag when we belong to a worldwide fraternity, brothers of all races and all. This is Hold on. Before you proceed, you should know this is a very sore spot for Harlan. Is that why he looks like he's about to shoot something? That's why he literally just like stepped off camera and went on mute for a second. <laughs> he's like, I don't hear him. He's almost done. Thought we were closing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I just, I just don't think we should have the American flag in our lodge room. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you mostly. Uh, I don't care if it's in the lodge room or, or not. I just don't think that the the pledge of allegiance to one republic or another belongs in open lodge um that that's a long drawn out thing that's going to bring me lots of fire like the gun thing cuz you know apparently i hate guns and the flag and baby uh, jesus uh, and even, everything even else more that makes masonry masonry Harlan than the gun thing yes cuz freemasonry is about guns and the american flag george washington Look, I totally, I do, I don't think lot guns should be in the lodge room, but I do think a couple people should have guns in case some crazy person wants to shoot us up. Thankfully, I always sit in the back row. This is so I could a be on my phone and b cross my legs, because in Massachusetts, if you cross your legs in the front row, the marshal will come by and whack with the baton, and it hurts like hell. Huh. Yeah. I see. I see. Um, Y'all have some weird okay. rules. <laughs> I was going to say, Harlan doesn't uncross his legs while we're open. No, well, he's I, at desk, right? Like, yes, I'll I gavel know. him up and he'll stand up with his legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, do y'all wear like kilts in lodge? Is that what it is? Or? Um, some, I mean, some people wear kilts. I mean, that's, that's a thing in the Scottish Rite. Which is yeah. always amusing because it's not actually Scottish, but there are still kilts. It's anyway. Well, maybe that maybe it's a good idea if you're wearing a kilt. Not other than that. Well, Tony, no, what's the point of wearing a kilt if you're just going to cross your legs? Like, there's no breathing there. No, but it's more comfortable because your pants aren't tight, and it's like you got to like jimmy them up a little bit to like, cross your legs over. I've never really given it that much thought. I just that's yeah, how no, I actually we, we, we don't know, Nick. Seriously, what is the thinking behind not being allowed to cross your legs? What what is the reasoning behind that? Uniformity. Yes. Which is very important. I, I, I thought it was just a respectfulness thing. Like when, normally when guys sit with their legs crossed, it's more of a casual atmosphere. It is. You're supposed to keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. So when you don't what? have your feet on the ground, you're missing the metaphor. 
Uh, I like that. Mixing. Um, Go on. What? No, no, just, just no, <laughs> just, just, just shut the show down, Harlan. What are we doing right now? Uh, I don't know, actually. All right, fine. We will uh, reluctantly part upon the square for episode 168 of the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you from Google Hangouts, who doesn't pay us to advertise for them, but they let us do all this streaming stuff, which I'm sure isn't cheap for free. So host your next Hangout on Google Hangouts. Think we'll get any royalties from that, guys? No? Should I ask? I mean, you You're going to ask Google for royalties? Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you can find the show notes for this or any pe- previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook. No, I keep saying that because I've said it for so many times. Just say it and then find it. and then we'll actually make a Facebook page. Okay. Uh, one day you can find us on Facebook, maybe even Twitter at After Lodge. Just keep checking. You can leave us uh, <laughs> ratings, which is something I, I always forget to mention and I should put here. Uh, the After Lodge podcast is in the Google Play Store and on the iTunes podcast feed and on Stitcher and uh, a bunch of other things. So uh, if you like the show and you want to promote it to your friends and what have you, you know, leave us some reviews there. I can't promise that we'll all see them because we all use different platforms, but uh, we try. So yeah, leave us some feedback and hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry where all of the fun happens, including the weekly live stream where you can see our pretty faces instead of just listening. Which I will I will hold up again as a taunt to everybody who wasn't on the live stream. So missing out on this uh, somewhat melted candy bar. And of course the, the best place to find us since Bruce never gets on IRC is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Until next week, brothers, we will see you on the other side. See ya. See ya.